1964. Five, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. And the home of the Welcome to episode 64 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, soap hockey, ball hockey, (laughs) it's hockey in sneakers. And uh, if you've detected a slight deviation from the normal script for this episode, you'll hear about that just a little bit later. But for now, we are back in the saddle, baby. (laughs) Can't keep a good man down or good men down or even us <laughs> what, what say you james yeah i'm glad to be back thanks sir i am ecstatic to be back i want to personally apologize to all of our deckheads uh or, or whatever be careful with that right or whatever we are calling our listeners you are valued cherished listeners because i had an obligation last week that prevented me from a recording so james being the good soldier that he is opted to just skip the week instead of going on in uh that's not an option no american rhino no hit the deck so well thank you for that and uh so but we're back we're back baby <laughs> <laughs> And never a need to apologize for having a life and family obligations, man. That's totally cool. Yeah, well, still, I feel bad because, uh, you know, my my social calendar, as extensive as it is, is not the listener's problem. So I feel bad that, you know, they had to, well, I was going to say suffer, but, you know, given the content of the podcast sometimes, that <laughs> maybe we just gave them a break. Maybe so. And and plus, you had a heck of a couple of nights, too, which uh, I hope you can share with us later on in the podcast. I did. I did. I mean, I can tell you about it now if you want. I went to on Thursday, I went to a Broadway show with my beloved wife, a belated uh, anniversary celebration. Uh, We saw Waitress, which was good, not spectacular on Broadway. And then we stayed over in the city. And then the following day, or the following evening, I should say, I saw Queen at the Barclays Center. And uh, you'll hear a little more about that concert probably next week. But the short version is that it was incredible. And if you have the opportunity to see Queen, even if you're not a huge Queen fan, I recommend you go. So there you go. That's uh, as good as it gets and Well done, sir. And I think everybody would be fine with having an off week for the podcast. And as we said, it was a good time to catch up on some episodes that they may have missed. Yeah, it's true. Anytime we're not talking at you, it's an opportunity to go back and see some of the nonsense we've related and uh, rattled off in the past. So, you know, there you go. Enjoy. (laughs) Have you had a a good break, James? Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, Saturday was really good and... Everybody will hear about that coming up soon. Awesome. So I would like to uh, get started. If, if you have nothing else to share in the, the introductory portion of the podcast. I'm good to go. Thanks. All right. Well, then, if you are, in fact, good to go, I am good to go. And it would behoove both of us to introduce ourselves to these listeners who sit here and listen to us. Well, I shouldn't assume that they're sitting. I guess they could be standing or laying down uh, or planking. Is that still a thing, planking? Um, yeah, yeah. Or uh, I don't know. It's probably not underwater swimming. Or I mean, they could be flying. They'd probably be sitting down if they were flying. Well, I, I'm not going to assume one way or the other what position you happen to be comporting yourself in at the moment, merely that it is 
pastime that we introduce ourselves, and therefore we shall pivot directly to our starting lineup for this particular podcast. And for our starting lineup, in goal as ever, I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my co-host... On defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. Yes, sir. And James, if I could impose upon you, would you be so kind, sir, as to tell us what is on deck for this podcast? We'll do so just for you. I thank you. HTD 64. Will you still download? Will you still listen? When we're 64. Road trip. The LIQ had a rare bye week, but the American Rhino and I just could not let the weekend pass without doing some sort of hockey-related activity. Hop back in the car with us as we hit the ice. And it's hockey in bare feet. We've been going about this all wrong. Thanks to Brett of LIQ and HTD fame, posting a link to our LIQ Facebook page of a way to play hockey and stay cool guaranteed. Just be prepared to take some significant time on the IR. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. So, uh, yeah, the podcast is 64. I, I have to say, I have to admit something here. I did not realize until I was preparing this evening for the podcast that the I didn't make the connection that you would put the Beatles section in the on deck because it was HTD 64. And I, I realize that's going to be surprising. Um, it's probably going to be very shocking to anybody listening that I would actually prepare in any way for this show. But uh, occasionally I do so. I do look over what we're going to talk about. And this is one of those instances. So, yeah, I happen to be looking and uh, I was like, 64, wait a minute. Hey, this is episode 64. That's why that's in there. Exactly. And it's for no other reason besides, yes, it happens to be hit the deck 64, but it just so happens to also be the 50th anniversary of the Sgt. Pepper album and the song When I'm 64. So this is mainly for my mom, uh, the Beatlemaniac that did an excellent job in raising both of her sons to be Beatlemaniacs. And my brother is making sure and my sister-in-law are making sure that the uh, generations continue with their children. And it was just kind of a little funny thing to put in there. And it was too much of a coincidence and had to be done. So and apologies for my horrible singing. And if you say the word, we could talk to you. Very good. It's true. There's like Gary says at the at the end of every podcast, the many ways you can contact us. We'd be happy to talk to you. And honestly, James, I've seen the numbers for this show. There are some weeks when I think having Vera, Chuck and Dave listening to the show would be a plus. Amen to that. That's very well. So, said. Uh, I'll take it. Awesome. And yeah, again, uh, as Gary and I have mentioned many times, we get no absolutely no kickbacks. We have no sponsors, and that means we make zero money on this podcast. So, again, just as an added bonus, if you happen to have Sirius XM, tune into the Beatles channel on Channel 18 there, and they did a great job in celebrating the anniversary of Sgt. Pepper. And, of course, they re-released the CD, and there's behind-the-scenes stuff, and there's vinyl and, and all sorts of different crazy things out there. For It's amazing how they're still making money off of the Beatles. It's, it's fascinating to me. Wait, wait, I can tie this back to hockey. I just, I, I have it. I can tie this back to hockey. Okay, the Winter Classic next season is going to be at City Field, home of the New York Mets. And, of course, the previous home of the New York Mets was Shea Stadium, where the Beatles came to play in America, their first large stadium show in 1965. So there's your connection. I did it. <laughs> well done, sir. Yeah! All right. And actually, speaking of Shea Stadium and that Beatles concert, that famous Beatles concert, that is replicated in Beatles Rock Band, which uh, is now a few years old. They have recently kind of um, revived the Rock Band franchise. But yeah, so a while ago, back when Rock Band and Guitar Hero were a big thing the first time around, towards the end of that craze, but nevertheless, 
it was uh, they they released Beatles Rock Band, which was an entire game just based around Beatles songs. And, you know, they even released the bundles that they had with the guitar and drums and microphone, those bundles. They had like three different bundles. I think they had two John Lennon guitars and one McCartney bass. So, and George uh, Harrison guitar, too, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, sorry. It was a Lennon guitar, a George Harrison guitar, and a McCartney bass then. That makes more sense. No custom Ringo drum set, but... Uh, you could get the you could get the Beatles emblem, though. I don't know if they had the Ludwig emblem, too, but yeah, you could do the... Uh, we, we got it for my mother for Christmas. Yeah, then, yeah. yeah. No, no, I, I, you're absolutely right, James. It came with this, like, fabric circle that you could put mm -hmm. in front of the drum kit that had Beatles <laughs> on it in, the, in the, their font. So, yeah, that was actually pretty cool. The... My only gripe with that is that the stadium in the game was not Shea Stadium. It was a generic stadium. But yeah. nevertheless, you know, I get that is a, a small gripe indeed. Well, yeah, I mean, you and I, we know Shea Stadium like the back of our hand and we, and we miss it so dearly. So exactly. When you're talking about our wheelhouse there, we kind of really don't give you much leeway either. Uh, you got to get it right or don't do it at all. But mm -hmm. exactly, that happens to be the only part of the game that I play very often is the, the Shea Stadium parts. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, of course, at that famous concert, the Beatles were driven out to the stage by former groundskeeper Pete Flynn, who recently passed away. I don't remember if we honored him on the podcast. We should have if we didn't. And if we didn't, shame on us. But Pete Flynn was uh, an integral part of the Mets family, keeping the grounds at Shea Stadium and City Field for many years. And probably he probably went unappreciated by most Mets fans, but... For those of us who knew who the man was and uh, knew of his work, he will be missed. So, you know, he's he's tending the grounds of heaven now. So uh, thanks, Pete. Yeah, amen to that. It's true. You know, Gary and I aren't exactly old. At least I don't think we are. Uh, I know I'm, I'm pushing 40. I'm 39. But um, our whole lives growing up as Mets fans, it's it's really all different now. There's a whole new generation officially because exactly Shea Stadium is gone. Mm. Tomorrow will be Bob Murphy's, the, the anniversary of when he passed away at the mm -hmm. recording of this podcast, by the way. And uh, Pete Flynn is gone, exactly. And, you know, a lot of the, the classic guys like Gil Hodges and, and others. So there's so much of our Mets fandom that is gone now. And especially for those of the Mets fans or, or even the Brooklyn Dodger fans that became Mets fans, that's all they knew was was Shea Stadium, the Polo Grounds too, for a little while. But but Shea and, and Murph and, and Flynn and... These these guys that were there and, and uh, Ralph Kiner that, that were there from the beginning, mm -hmm. and now it's 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 all when our you know when your child grows up and and my brother's children grow up, it's we're the ones that are going to have to tell them. Like I remember when my brother and I were boys, and we met a Met fan and, and we had our Mets fan stuff on, and uh, she had a Brooklyn cap on, and she said, you know, the Dodgers actually played in Brooklyn, and we were like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> that can't be. <laughs> So now it's it's our turn to to try and keep the history alive. But well said, sir. Exactly, Pete Flynn. God bless you. Thank you for everything, and 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 I uh, hope to meet you in heaven one day. One of those funny little things, just to wrap up the Pete Flynn thing. And uh, I know James knows this, but so Pete Flynn, as I said, drove the Beatles out to the stage at Shea Stadium when they played there in the first concert at Shea Stadium back in. 65 and just one of those crazy coincidences of the universe when billy joel played there at the last play at shea the last concert at shea stadium in 2008 he had paul mccartney as his special guest to close out the show and pete flynn actually drove him from the airport to the stadium and he's like, oh, you know, I drove you guys out when you played. He's like, oh, that's so cool. Um, so it's just one of those kind of uh, poetic things that sometimes happens. And finally, to wrap up the Mets thing, because uh, I know this isn't the Hit the Ball podcast, but since we're on the topic and James mentioned the, uh, the Polo Grounds, I discovered something really cool when I went to the ball game with my dad uh, a few weeks ago, like a month ago, maybe at this point, or three weeks ago. So apparently my dad saw the Mets play at the Polo Grounds. It was wow. Like, yeah, he's like, he's, he said it was like two weeks after he moved to Brooklyn. He grew up in Levittown uh, on Long Island. But yeah, so just a couple weeks after he moved to Brooklyn, they, they went to watch the Mets play at the Polo Grounds. So my dad has actually seen the Mets play at the Polo Grounds at Shea and now at City Field. 
So uh, that's just something that I, I thought was I didn't know about my father and I thought was really cool. That is insanely cool. That well done, sir. That is awesome. He didn't even remember it until we were standing in the Mets Museum at City Field wow. and, and looking at pictures. He's like, oh, you know what? I think I saw them. I, I did. I did see them. I did That's draw really... a putty tat. <laughs> well, that makes sense that your dad, would, who is a very cool man and a wonderful father, would do something that cool and, and really awesome. Very impressive. Ah. Impressive. Most impressive. <laughs> Yes, even Darth Vader would find that impressive. <laughs> Although if he tried to hit the baseball with a lightsaber, it would just like incinerate it. True. So that, that would not make for a very good bat. <laughs> but he could probably use the force to force push it over the wall anyway for a home run. So Yeah. And and Darth Vader being a villain probably wouldn't mind cheating. So, you know. I think, I think he could make it work. <laughs> we need to sign up Yoda and, and Luke and all the other good guys. I think we need to get back to hockey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, this, well, this... yeah, but there's something that could tie all of this stuff in together. Yeah, go ahead. You take it. You know what you're talking about. No, no, I insist. All right. Well, we haven't done road trip in a while, so we weren't far from City Field and where Shea used to be. But we actually did a hockey-related thing where Gary and I went ice skating. So the James, American Rhino. would yeah. you mind reminding the listeners what Road Trip is? Sure. Uh, road Trip is, and, and it's Gary's idea, but he always likes to shun when he does great fun things for the podcast. But it's something that uh, he dreamed up where we just go on a little road trip and have a conversation and see where it takes us. So it just so happens that uh, we were going to go ice skating on Saturday because we didn't have any games to play with the LIQ since it was kind of a bye week because you guys have been playing really consistently and very hard in this tough weather for a good stretch. And Gary said, well, let's just do a road trip. And um, it's kind of a, it's fun and, and loose and I enjoy it. So I hope everybody else does too. Yeah. It's a, the conversation is unplanned and unstructured and for the most part unedited so you just get us in a car for 20 minutes or whatever and uh you know so <laughs> i guess enjoy us in a car for 20 minutes or whatever take it away guys merge merge do it All right, so we are on the road, James and I, and I'm wearing very zip-zoppy pants. They make a lot of noise. I got these from work for free for my fitness, for the part of, they have this stupid fitness program. I mean, it's not stupid. It, all I have to do is count my steps and record my sleep and stuff, and, you know, I accrue points towards free stuff, so I shouldn't, shouldn't disparage the program too much, really. But uh, I, I got these pants, and I'm wearing them because we're going uh, out to do some strenuous athletic activity, and they are athletic pants. So I sought, uh, I sought, I sought to wear some comfortable athletic pants, uh, and so I have done so. Not that you really need this long-winded information, but I do that. So now you know. Uh, knowing is half the battle. Absolutely. Um, but. Uh, the, the, the short version of that stupid explanation, the reason why I mentioned it is because they make a lot of noise. So if you are uh, hearing some... If you're hearing that during the broadcast, uh, that is why. <laughs> Fantastic. There you go. Um, okay, so as I said, we are going skating. And uh, um, we do this, we like to go, as we've talked on the podcast before, we like to go to the World Ice Arena, which is in Flushing Meadow Park. And so that's where we're going. I can't really explain it better than that, nor should I really need to, I, I don't think. No, I think you got it. And the benefit being that it's the middle of summer and going ice skating indoors is a pretty appealing idea. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's warm. It's not, fortunately, it's not really, really hot today, but it is warm because it's summer. And, you know, going somewhere where 
air conditioning is not only you know a plus but actually required um it's it's nice it's uh it's interesting to go somewhere and actually be a little cool as opposed to being hot which is another benefit of ice skating so for all of you out there who are thinking of ice skating or maybe you don't think you're good enough to do so give it a try and especially this time of year it really helps out yeah i mean it's not very crowded uh, often it's not very crowded i mean we'll find out once we get there i guess <laughs> yeah but uh it, it usually isn't that crowded it's not like you know if you go to rockefeller center or uh something and it's wall-to-wall people that you're just basically trying to stay on your feet the whole thing and moving at you know half a mile an hour but it's basically it's the place that we go it's very nice ice it's good ice uh it's not a lot of people it's not that expensive and it's a lot of fun i went ice skating with my wife for the first time a few years ago and there was well yeah so I had never been skating before prior to that and I was like hey why don't we go skating because that sounds like a fun thing that people do and she's like oh I I skated a little bit when I was younger so I was like okay well I'll give it a shot so I went and I guess I rented skates I would have had to because I wouldn't have just I don't think I would have just bought skates without having skated first that seems silly even for me and uh, so I I guess I rented the skates and I was I'm not gonna say I was a natural but I was pretty comfortable out there Uh, my wife was not so fortunate she was like yeah I don't want to ever do this again but um, (laughs) so that's how I started skating with James because we you know James has done it before and so he enjoys it, and I enjoy it, and here we are. Yeah, and that's the benefit, too, is that I, we've said this in the past, but if I didn't rollerblade first, there's no way I would have tried to go ice skating. So it was so impressive to see the American Rhino out there, not only skating on the forward defenseman skates, but skating like you were born skating in your goalie skates, too. It was just phenomenal, the, the balance that you have in the control. Well, I've always had good balance. Thank you for those compliments. I've always had good balance. That's been kind of uh, one of my strong qualities uh, just over the course of my whole life. Maybe, I think, my my large 13-size feet, um, and that probably contributes because there's more surface area for me to stand on. Um, but yeah, I, I have pretty good balance. And really, I found the key, I think we've talked about this before, but the, really the key to skating, the the secret, you know, uh, uh, experts don't want you to know, you know, <laughs> the, like the, those spam things online, uh, one weird trick to ice skating, <laughs> um, bend your knees, like don't, don't lock your knees, keep keep your knees bent at all times because if you if you lock your knees then you're gonna have a a lot harder time staying upright and staying balanced and and staying uh you know it's in a way it's counterintuitive because you wanna i think if you're trying to stand just stand upright um not on skates like if you're just trying to stand in one place maybe if you're on unsteady ground um, you, you know, we try and keep ourselves as straight, I guess, and as, uh, I don't know what I'm really trying to say here, but, you know, you try at, and, and use your legs to stay as, uh, planted as possible, I guess. But with ice skating, you can't do that because you're on a very slick surface. I've actually transferred my ice skating, uh, bent knee strategy to the bus and the subway. So, like, if I'm on the subway, and I take the subway every day to work... God bless you. Lucky me. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... Uh, oftentimes, I, I mean, I'm almost always standing, because it's New York, and, you know, it's... <laughs> the subway, during rush hour, the subways are, are packed like sardine cans. So, um, the car rocks back and forth and what have you and I I found the way the best way to keep my balance in that kind of situation is to slightly bend my knees I don't always have to do it but if it's a I don't know maybe if it's an old car where the shocks are long since shot or uh you know it's just it's not a very 
steady, uh, you know, smooth ride. I, I bend my knees slightly, and it is a little bit taxing because I'm just standing in one place with slightly bent knees. Um, I mean, it's not like I'm catching, so it's not that <laughs> bad. But uh, Or playing goal. Yeah. But it is still, you know, I, I find the wide-legged, slight bent knee strategy to be incredibly beneficial in, in order to keep my balance. Well, you made a couple of great points there, too. Is One, the shock absorption, and that's basically what your knees are. Yeah. And two, that's an excellent analogy. Uh, we've even talked about it with Rob from the LIQ that if you're used to being on the subway and keeping your balance, you kind of exactly take those skills, whether you realize them or not, or the muscle memory, and apply that to ice skating. And exactly, you keep your knees bent. And as you were saying, too, about standing up straight, it's much easier to fall down that way because you're already kind of keeping your weight. The littlest nudge will knock you backwards. You'll fall flat on your butt or your back by standing up straight. If you bend your knees, and another good tip is trying to keep your knees over your toes, kind of like you're sitting, mm. and uh, keep your back straight and, and your chest forward, is that when the time comes and you're going to slip and there's going to be people falling in front of you and things like that, you're going to have to either get out of the way or try and stop. And you're naturally going to go backwards. So with your knees bent, and if you do go backwards, you still have enough balance underneath you that you're not going to go flying and your skates aren't going to go out from under you. And with that said, I've uh, come out of the, the crouch a few times and Gary has caught me a few times too for not paying the price of going all the way down. So thank you for that, Mr. American Rhino. Yeah, well, one or two of those times it was my fault for bumping into you in the first place. So it was really the least I could do. Well, you're, yeah, I, I don't I don't agree with that. There were a couple times, especially when we were in... Um, uh, was the um, the Midtown skating rink by work? Oh, in Bryant Park. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've mentioned before on the podcast. Uh, we we did a whole um thing, a whole yeah. segment around this past Christmas uh, in December of 2016. So if you're if you're listening to this in the far flung future, you don't know which Christmas last Christmas was. It was December of 2016. We did a segment on one of our shows about local skating rinks and the pros and cons. So, yeah, James is referring to the skating rink in Bryant Park, uh, which is like 42nd and 6th yes. in, in Manhattan. And so. th right, and that got very, very crowded, and I was trying to get off the ice, and people were just in the way. Mm -hmm. So I was about to really take a nasty fall, and Gary came out of nowhere like Superman and caught me. So that, that's one of the... Many times I owe you one, and there's a couple times you saved me at Bryant Park, as a matter of fact, for people falling down, and, and that's the benefit of going to World Ice Arena, as Gary was saying before as well, is that there are not as many people, and the fewer the people there, the maybe more experienced the skater. Yeah, it's definitely not a touristy thing to do, go to World Ice Arena. Like, you know, no one comes to Flushing, fabulous Flushing Meadow <laughs> Park for the, uh, you know, for the legendary ice skating. Um, but they should. Yeah. I mean, I don't want them to because I want this to stay kind of a half, uh, you know, half secret. Because if there are more people here, then we have the same problems that we were just talking about. But Good thing nobody listens to our podcast. Yeah, good thing. Good thing. <laughs> yeah, don't you dare spread the word about this show. <laughs> do, way to do your part. <laughs> Keep it between us. Um, but, yeah, so... The I what was I just talking about? I have no idea. The benefit of not as many the, people. The benefit yeah. of not of not phenomena. Do 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 do. Phenomena. Do 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 do. Phenomena. Do 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 do. Phenomena. 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 Okay. Yeah, funny, funny tangent. I was at, at work. That was phenomenal. Like a couple years ago, I was at work, and I, I do. I'm involved in video conferencing, um, like uh, basically overseeing the video conferencing system, and um, you know maintaining it and setting up calls and stuff. So uh, I was testing with a coworker of mine, and he decided to test the sound in his room by playing the Menomina song, like, from YouTube, from his phone. And so he was playing it, and he was, I guess, he had stopped it, but I was singing along, and, 
he started looking around, looking at his phone, like, I thought I stopped this. What is he? he <laughs> apparently, I had reproduced it so faithfully that he thought that it was still playing. He didn't realize it was just me singing it. That, that exa- exactly, it sounded exactly like so. Well, uh, man of many talents, the American Rhino. Yes, few of them useful, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, but enough patting myself on the back. My arm is getting tired. Uh, yeah, so the benefit of skating in a place where it's not, you know, a, a ton of people, especially novice people, like, I'm going to use this term disparagingly because I'm a New Yorker, like tourists, um, is you don't have to deal with as many people who don't know what they're doing and, and are just doing it because it's, uh, you know, a fun thing to do while you're in town, and you usually don't have to deal with a ton of people who, like, large groups of people who like to link arms and skate, you know, slowly uh, in a line across the ice that you have to kind of try and go around and... But here's the... Two things. One, and this is not so much a tip as something obvious that just kind of hit me, ice is slippery. And (laughs) I guess when I started, I thought oh, well, yes, obviously ice is slippery, but if I have skates, they will bite in and it will be like I'm just on, you know, a a hard surface. That's what the skates are for. That's not what the skates are for. (laughs) The the skates, the skates, the skates, the skates, the skates still have to be able to slide. I mean, that's their whole deal. You know, if there was friction, then you wouldn't, be able to move. You wouldn't be able to slide along the ice. That's why you're on ice. That's the benefit of moving on ice, because you can slide and you can go quickly. So, um, as I said in a very rambly, long-winded manner, ice is slippery. (laughs) So, So you've been warned. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) FYI. (laughs) Um, yes. And the other thing, uh, the other kind of thing that I discovered through trial and error, um, is with, like with a lot of things, you know, the saying, fake it till you make it kind of applies. If you go out there and you're like, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this, and you're hanging on the wall and slowly inching around, you're right, you can't do this. But if you go out there thinking, I'm Gretzky you may fall on your face and you may run into some people a few times, but you're on the whole, you're going to do a lot better and you're going to pick it up a lot more quickly if you're confident out there and you're not worrying about crashing into people and you're not worrying about falling and you're not worried about how, you know, foolish and how inexperienced you are. Really confidence is key. Uh, I think when skating, it's it's really important to believe that you know what you're doing because if you believe you know what you're doing, eventually you will know what you're doing. As I said, fake it till you make it. Yeah, great point too because you are going to fall. Expect to fall, and even if you're an experienced skater, you're going probably going to fall as well. Uh, even look at the NHLers; they hit the deck every once in a while. Pun intended. I see what you did there, uh-huh, James. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've been, it, your, your talent is rubbing off on me, man. Yeah, uh-huh. So, exactly. <laughs> Go in there and uh, you keep your knees bent, and that's going to, like, uh, last time I fell down, I fell on my knees. Like Gary said, I was uh, celebrating a goal type thing. So, at least it was a funny way to fall down, and I didn't get hurt at all. I never, anytime I've hit the deck again, uh, it's either I've fallen on my butt or on my side. And it really isn't that painful because, again, with the bent knees, you're not falling as far as you would, believe it or not, or impacting as hard as you would if you were standing up straight. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Plus, if you do fall on your knees and slide forward, throw up your arms. <laughs> like, so people will think that you that you just you just did something awesome that they didn't see. You know that that uh, instead of just falling down, then they're gonna think that you know that guy must be really cool because he just did something cool. I right. wish I had seen it. Good tip. I should have done that. Yeah. So again, confidence. Right. You know, I I meant to do that. Not only did I mean to do that, I did that because the thing that you didn't see me do was so incredible that I had to drop down to my knees and celebrate that accomplishment. 
So we're full of, full of tips today instead of full of something else. Yes. Well, we're, 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 we are that too. Okay. We, why, why can't we be both? But this was a good road trip. I'm glad we did this. We haven't done it in a little over a year, correct? Yeah, I think so. It was uh, the, the last time we did this road trip segment. It was we were going to the same place. Um, well, we were going to the same place, which is to say Flushing Meadow Park, not the same place, City Field, which is where we were headed last time. Right. We are um, going to the World Ice Arena, which is near City Field. In fact, we park in the same parking lot, which I will not tell you where it is because that's our secret this is this is the american rhino parking lot by the way yeah it's like uh it's like a fisherman who don't doesn't tell no. you where his spot is because he doesn't want you to come and catch all his fish that we're serious about we're not messing around with that one <laughs> but um so thank god nobody listens we are in the secret spot right now and so it's probably time to wrap up so uh, we may do this again after, we may not, but uh, either way, we hope you've enjoyed another road trip, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Um, back to you, Gary and James. All right. Thank you, American Rhino. I hope everybody enjoyed that as much as we did. And now on to the final topic of the podcast. Indeed. And uh, Gary, I, I apologize for stepping on your uh, trademark, but uh, if you wouldn't mind going back into it, that uh, this topic is kind of original and and fun and it is hockey but it's hockey in bare feet yeah yes it, yes indeed and uh that's probably for the best <laughs> so yeah this is as james mentioned in the on deck this is kind of a interesting topic that so just again to catch you up a couple weeks ago or earlier no like a week ago i'd say about a week ago brett who has been a guest on the podcast before he posted something and and tagged james and i in it and he actually i think maybe he only tagged me in it and i tagged james but regardless he brought it to our attention and so it was it's called soap hockey it's if you're not us which is you know a probable near certainty then you probably haven't seen this it's not like an official sport as near as we can tell it's just something that was kind of making the rounds on facebook last week but what it seems to be is this may have been just a one-off thing because i haven't been able to find any official kind of organization or league or anything uh even you know rules anything for soap hockey but so basically what it seemed to be is there was a huge tarp that was laid out on the grass. I'm, I'm going to say, based on just eyeballing it, because I looked at it again before we went on the air, it's probably like, I don't know, maybe 30 feet by 60 or 70 feet, something like that. And it's, I guess, I'm, I'm based it was just like the video that we saw it was just a video like highlights of the quote-unquote action so we're kind of just going to describe what we saw in this video basically it was a bunch of guys i think it was all guys it doesn't have to be but this happened to be um and yeah, girls wouldn't be stupid enough to play this <laughs> yeah well um they they were just slipping and sliding around on this tarp so given the name I'm assuming it's a tarp with a bunch of soap on it and just wet down, so it's very slick. <laughs> and the the as James said, it's bare feet, and it's a bunch of guys running around with floor hockey sticks, which are kind of those like mesh, hard mesh looking things that are kind of like lacrosse sticks, but or or you know like highlight, but they're shaped like hockey sticks the blade is is the open meshy part um i guess they're light and they're you know if if you get clocked with one it, it's not going to hurt as badly and the danger of getting clocked with one is high because you know you're on essentially a frictionless surface <laughs> it seemed like even worse than ice i would think and you basically you just run around and there are no goalies that I could tell. It's just those small, like, shinny knee hockey nets, the, those tiny-sized nets, one at each end. And it looks like a regular, 
deck hockey ball or I assume floor hockey ball since they're using floor hockey sticks. But so, yeah, you just run around and I use run very loosely because people seem to be doing more slipping and sliding than running. But you try and score, Uh, you know, it's hockey. It's just it's very disorganized and sloppy hockey. And I have to say they drew a crowd. They had a quite sizable crowd looking uh, watching this game. So I can only imagine I'd love to try it at least once. I'm sure my uh, my doctor would not like for me to try it, but uh, I'm willing to take that risk at least once. Yeah, maybe. Um, depending on who's playing, too. I don't want to bump into Carlos, <laughs> fling a stick towards my head. <laughs> Unfortunately, it seems like this particular thing, I'm guessing it was a sponsored event because the tarp had what looked like sponsorships on them, but we couldn't read the tarp. It, I think this took place in, I'm going to say, Sweden or Denmark. It, I don't speak either of those languages, but that looked like the kind of language. It was one of those... It, it appeared to be one of those uh, European, that kind of North European area that it's it's something from there, from that region. You know, that's the kind of language that it appeared to be. But I cannot pinpoint which country it took place in. We could definitely verify that it was not North America. No, so no, it no. wasn't it wasn't the United States. It wasn't Canada. <laughs> We'd know that for a fact. But uh, yeah, no. So it. I have no idea who sponsored this or what, you know, who organized this thing, but it looked fun as all get out. Yeah, and they did have a trophy at the end, so the winning team did win the the tournament. Uh, so this just in, breaking news, full disclosure, actually, the podcast you just heard was recorded yesterday as I record now. James and I recorded a day early because we had other plans on Thursday, which is when we usually record, and when I am recording this addendum to the podcast. I am here. James is also here, but he's Mike shy. Say hi, James. Hello. Hello. Okay, that's probably going to be the last you're going to hear of him for this show. Uh, until the end. Because we inserted this after the fact. But before you heard the rest of the podcast. So it's normal for you, but weird for us. Um, anyway... So I, the reason that we are recording, and by we, I mostly mean me, the reason that I am recording this addendum to the podcast is because I, today, after I recorded with James last night, all that fun information about soap hockey, but before I recorded this, in the interim, I discovered some new, vital, important information about Soap Hockey, specifically the Soap Hockey League that we were talking about on the podcast that you just heard us discussing. And that information is thus. So first of all, uh, we were not sure. You just heard a few minutes ago, we were discussing how we weren't sure where this was from. It was some Nordic country, but we couldn't place it. It is Sweden, because of course it is. We discovered, in fact, that it is a group of guys in Sweden who have their own kind of league. They put this together themselves and they thought that the rest of the world did this too. They didn't realize that they were the only ones doing this. So when they found out that, you know, when, when they posted this video on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, a few days ago, and it went viral around the world, their minds were blown (laughs) or, I mean, it's Swedish, so it was probably more like, Bork, Bork, Bork! I'm sorry, that's probably mildly racist. Uh, Anyway, sorry, Hank. But, um, so, basically, they saw this stuff and they were like, Oh, man, people love this stuff. How can we monetize this? Because that's what you do, right? (laughs) I'm probably being a little cynical, but, you know, that seems like it's probably what happened. And so... They decided to fund a Kickstarter to, well, actually, we would be the ones funding it. They decided to start a Kickstarter so they could actually sell a self-contained soap hockey kit to be available for purchase from them via this Kickstarter all around the world. And so I found this Kickstarter. It actually happened. It actually started kicking yesterday, which is to say August 2nd. 
and it runs through August 11th. So you have, if you are interested in jumping on this and getting your very own soap hockey kit, it's going to contain the uh, the mat, the or the you know the playing surface, which is what they play on, which is a a mat like a kind of a plastic mat, but it's padded. So if you fall, it's less injury prone, and it's going to be. Uh, the size, actually, I'm not sure. It wasn't really clear if it was the size that they play on or if this is a slightly smaller version. But the size of the mat that you're going to get with this package is going to be 14 meters by 9 meters, which in uh, good old Merkin imperial measurements is, you know, approximately, uh, give or take, 30 feet by 45 feet. So that's the size of the area that you're looking at. You're going to get the nets. You're going to get the sticks. You're going to get balls. And I believe they're going to throw in soap as well. That was a little unclear based on the documentation on the Kickstarter site. But uh, this whole package, $250, all inclusive, although international shipping is going to be slightly more. But it's still, it sounds like a pretty good package, a pretty good deal if you can split it between a number of people. And so those are planning on shipping in August of, of this year. So if you get in on this Kickstarter, you're going to get it pretty quickly. Probably by September, it will be in your hands. So that's something. It's, uh, we will have the link for the Kickstarter on our Facebook page. It's there right now. It's in your computer. Um, so you can check that out which, you know, we are Hit the Deck on Facebook, so you can check that out. And the interesting thing about this Soap Hockey League is in Sweden, wherever they are, they've, I mean, they're in Sweden. I mean, I don't mean wherever they are dismissively. I mean, I don't know where in Sweden they are. So, you know, whatever. They're somewhere in Sweden. So they've been doing this since 2011. They've had their own Soap Hockey League in operation there since 2011. This is just kind of six years they've been flying under the radar and so now it's just kind of gotten international notoriety. So, you know, that's pretty cool. These guys, uh, they seem like cool dudes. And in fact, they lowered the price. It was, they were going to offer this for $400, but they decided that was just too much. So they found a way to offer it for 250 So, you know, that's, they seem like genuinely cool guys. So... I don't, I don't know why I was, you know, suddenly like, uh, maybe it's because I'm in Brooklyn with James right now. They're cool guys, you know? Hey, these cool guys. So uh, you can, uh, just ignore me. Just ignore me. Whatever. Anyway, that is your soap hockey update. So once again, $250 gets you a full soap hockey kit if you are so inclined. It's on Kickstarter. Go to our Facebook page for the link. And you have until... I'm guessing end of day, August 11th. Now, I don't know where the dateline is. I don't know when on August 11th that expires. But, uh, you know, so, so do it by the 10th just to be on the safe side. But uh, that's that. And so uh, I now return you to your regularly ending podcast. And exactly. It was a little bit chaotic. People flying all over the place and slipping and falling and but the good thing is there is a much, much, much safer and official, and I think Whammo owns the rights to the name Slip and Slide. Oh. But uh, yeah, but they actually have a hockey, knee hockey Slip and Slide setup where they have little goals and um, it's knee hockey except it's outside and there's just like a regular Slip and Slide, there's the water that sprouts out on either side. And huh. uh, yeah, you each have a goal, you defend it, and it's you're on your knees, so there's much less of a chance for falling or falling hard, and you're still getting wet. You're playing hockey and you're having fun, so uh, that that's a much safer option out there if you're interested. Yeah, that is cool. I would like to try that as well <laughs> if I'm if I'm not too old. Yeah, but, if anything, we we could set it up for the kids. Hey, this is going to be fun, and well, I don't want to do that, but we'll show you how. Here, then, let let us test it out for you, just to make sure it's safe. Exactly. We don't want anybody getting hurt. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I it's it. The most important thing, though, grass. You set yes. this up on grass. <laughs> Very true. Because you're going to take a spill. You're going to take a lot of spills. And uh, unlike James, you probably don't want to be slipping and sliding on concrete.
Exactly right. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. Okay, so, wow, that seems to have flown fairly quickly. So, uh, good for us, I guess, and good for you, and that will do it for another episode of Hit the Deck. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. We hope we were at least somewhat entertaining, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week. And by seeing you, of course, I mean talking at you, since we're unlikely to actually see you unless you're somebody we happen to know personally, in which case we will probably see you socially, or at least possibly see you socially, not definitely, obviously. But yes, we look forward to talking at you next week. And so until then, thank you, Pops. Thank you for being the voice of the podcast. Thank you to Anthony Sajazi for music provided in the podcast. Sound effects, thank you to the LIQ. Thank you to you, obviously, for listening. If you have not already done so, I would welcome you to subscribe to this podcast. I'm sure you can rationalize it somehow. You can do so on iTunes or Stitcher or any number of places where podcasts can be obtained and subscribed to. I would also suggest that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Hit the Deck Podcast on YouTube, as you might have inferred from the fact that it is a YouTube channel. Talk to us if you want. If you want to talk to us and tell us how nuts we are, please feel free to email us at hitthedeck at gmail.com. That is, of course, Deck D-E-K, as you can see by just looking up at the title of this podcast. Hit the deck, and we will be happy to respond to you, provided you say something relatively nice and not obscene. Please feel free to tweet at us at Hit the Deck Pod. Uh, on Instagram, Facebook, we are at Hit the Deck. Check out our Facebook page because we will post a link to this soap hockey thing, this nonsense, so you can see for yourself what all the hype and hoopla is about. And check out our Instagram page because we posted a couple of pictures of our ice skating adventure this past weekend. And if you want to see us out on the ice for whatever reason, they can be found right there. James, is there anything that you would care to add? Yeah, I mean, Gary and I very made it very clear, or at least we hope we made it very clear, that we're not recommending you play this soap hockey because it is very dangerous. But in case you do and you want to blame somebody, blame Harry Kamiski and David Jay-Z. Yes, yes. Well done, indeed. So, yes, uh, the Hit the Deck podcast does not encourage or suggest that you play soap hockey and you hereby release and save harmless the hit the deck podcast by listening to this disclaimer you hereby absolve us of any responsibility etc etc uh we'll 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 ask igor the lawyer friend i'm sure that pans out so anyway um thank you thank you for that james thank you of course for listening and uh i will thank you to remember whether you are playing soap hockey or listening to the Beatles, or listening to the Beatles while you play soap hockey, or just spinning around on the ice and, you know, whatever you happen to be doing. I would just urge you to kindly remember, it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Hello, mine, Freun, or whatever. <laughs> Hello, sir. I don't speak German. I just pretend. You're well done, sir. Yeah, probably not, but thank you.